you might be a progressive Christian without realizing it. There are eight points of progression Christianity. Some are likely being taught by your pastor on Sundays. We're going to break down these eight points and help you identify whether or not you are a progressive Christian. I'll warn you in advance. If you don't want to hear the truth, you better turn us off now. Welcome to End of the Age. Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. We're so excited to have you. Uh, Before you uh, start asking the question, where is Dave? Uh, He is traveling back from Richmond, Indiana conference that happened this weekend. And so he will will resume the regular schedule, but he is not here today. So you've got Doug and I, uh, but we're excited about that. Uh, Also, I'll let you know that uh, Dave will be in Fort Worth, Texas this uh, coming weekend with Jana and several other team members, Saturday, August 28th at 6 p.m. in Fort Worth and Sunday, August 29th at 10 a.m. Uh, you can learn more about that conference by going to endtime.com slash events. If you're in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, make plans to join us. And also, uh, Dave's recently released a, a brand new DVD that we're offering here. Uh, the Bible tells us that God's wrath is coming in the form of sores, Uh, darkness, great hail, people being scorched with immense heat and more. But there's a way for you to be immune of this gruesome judgment. And that's why Dave did this DVD. You can eliminate fear about the wrath of God and understand how to have peace in the end times by watching our brand new teaching series video called The Seven Vials. You can go to endtime.com slash DVD and this month only Get your copy of the Seven Vials DVD with a gift of any amount, and you'll be one of the first to receive our new lesson when it ships in September. So this lesson covers exactly what will take place as God's wrath is poured out on the earth and what you need to know to have peace during this time. Endtime.com slash DVD, or you can call us at 800-END-TIME to be one of the first to receive our brand new DVD. So... Uh, let let Dave know you appreciate him by going and getting that new DVD that he just put out. Um, Doug, you've seen a little bit clips of it. Yeah, Are you excited about it as I am. I am excited about it. <laughs> I, I'm excited about it because we we never had a really good teaching on the vials, and you know, I mean, we've got the the uh, seals, we got the trumpets, but we didn't have anything on the vials. So I'm glad we got that done, and it's a really good study. Everybody's going to enjoy it. Absolutely. All right, Doug. Are you a progressive Christian? I would have to say no, I'm not, Vince. Really? Yeah, I'm not. Oh, my. And I, there may be a lot of people that consider themselves progressive Christians, but they may not understand what that term really means. Well, and they may have never heard the term. Yeah, that's true, because I hadn't heard of the term until <laughs> just recently. And when I heard of it and started seeing some of the, uh, the I guess, TikTok videos, uh, of some of the folks and what they believe, I was like, hmm, this is an interesting topic. And I'm really surprised by some of the information we have today for the show. Yeah, and and as you got to studying it, it left us with the question, is progressive Christianity dangerous? Yeah. 
And so we're going to go over the eight points of progression Christianity, progressive Christianity, and talk about some other things going on in our world today. Absolutely. Um, now, I know many of you are wanting to hear about the vaccine being approved by the FDA. We will be talking about that tomorrow in more detail, uh, how it relates to the mark of the beast and all those sorts of things that we get questions on via email and you call us in about it. Um, so we will be talking about that in detail tomorrow. But today, it's this progressive Christianity dangerous. We are taking your calls. The number to call is one eight seven seven in time one eight seven seven three six three eight four six three. Perhaps you've heard of progressive Christianity. You have some questions about it um, or some comments. Give us a call one eight seven seven in time. We'd love to chat with you today. All right, Doug, there's a story that the Christian Post put out. It says 60% of adults under 40 say Jesus isn't the only way to salvation equal to Buddha and Muhammad. Yeah, that was shocking to me. When, whenever, you know, we go through the news every day, Vince. And so uh, whenever I saw this today, I was like, we, we have to talk about this. 60%, think about that, under 40. So I'm... I'm 54. We're talking more toward your generation here when we get I under, am under 40. 40. You yes. are under 40. And so think about that. And, and you know, it, it shouldn't surprise us, I guess, because there's many times when I talk to people and they don't even understand the major stories of the Bible. I mean, the things that, you know, a, a lot of small children know the story about Noah and the ark and, you know, David and Goliath and those type of stories, there's a lot of Christians that are in their 40s that maybe haven't even heard these stories. Some of the people I talked to haven't ever heard of some of this stuff. So, it, But this was surprising to me. So, yeah, this article blew my mind, as you could probably tell. Yeah, it says uh, more than 60% of born-again Christians in America between the ages of 18 and 39 believe that Buddha, Muhammad, and Jesus are all valid paths to salvation, and over 30% say they either believe that Jesus sinned, just like other people when he lived on earth, or aren't sure. There's a striking decline in evangelical religious beliefs and practices over the last 10 years as the number of self-proclaimed believers to hold these beliefs has increased by nearly 25%. The study saw a drop in basic biblical worldview God's attributes, the accuracy of the Bible, salvation, and Jesus being sinless from 47% in 2010 to 25% in 2020 among born-again Christians. The drop in the expanded biblical worldview, beliefs about Satan and morals being objective, went from 32% in 2010 to 16% in 2020. So another drop by half. Yeah. That's pretty insane. It's pretty scary. Uh, it says, quote, so the percentage of born-again Christians with a biblical worldview of either type has been out, has been cut in half over the last decade. Um, let's see. Now, this result is a startling uh, degradation in worldview beliefs of born-again Christians over just 10 years. This means even born-again Christians can have a false view of Jesus Christ and embrace a pluralistic worldview. Uh, pastors and church leaders just can't assume any longer that the members of their church or Christian organization have a biblical worldview. Now, Doug, there's more to that, but i got to stop there because I get really irritated when we start blaming the church for our kids not knowing about what the Bible has to say. Yeah, well, I agree with you on because that. Because as a parent, I'm pro-fatherhood. Right. I'm pro-motherhood. <laughs> and as a parent, it's my job to teach my children about the Bible. Right. Now, I want the church to as well, 
but I'm not relying on the church just blindly going, well, if they don't learn it in Sunday school, I guess they're not going to learn about it. Yeah. I'll well, be failing as a father. Right. Because ultimately the responsibility does rest on our shoulders. We're the leaders of the home and we're supposed to be leading our family in a spiritual guidance and understanding of the truth of the Bible. That's our job. Absolutely. We'll get more we'll get back to that story after the break. Is progressive Christianity dangerous? We're going to talk more about what it actually is, and we'll be taking your calls. You can join us at one eight seven seven in time, one eight seven seven three six three eight four six three. Stick around, we look forward to talking more about this. Hi, I'm Judy Baxter. When Irvin and I got married, we didn't realize that our calling would be a prophetic ministry. Since we started End Time Ministries, there have been many times we weren't sure how we would pay the bills, but God has always provided. We started with the magazine, then went on radio and TV, and now we have the Jerusalem Prophecy College in Israel and online and End of the Age Plus. The mission has always been to reach people with the gospel of Jesus Christ and the End Time Message. Through the years, my husband would say, we will see revival like never before in the last days. We are living in the end time now. Thank you for walking this journey with us and continuing in prayer. You are a part of the team. Thank you for your generous support. It is necessary for God's purpose. The most important thing is that you are ready when the Lord comes. Our hope is to help prepare you for that day. God bless you and we love you. The seven vials are coming in the form of sores, darkness, great hail, people being scorched with immense heat, and more. Bible prophecy shows us that each of these judgments will be far worse than anything imaginable. The good news is there is hope. In our brand new video, learn how to be immune from these gruesome judgments and have peace in the end time. This month only, get our new DVD, The Seven Vials, with a gift of any amount. Go to endtime.com slash DVD or call us at 800-END-TIME. That's 800-363-8463. This offer is only valid through the end of the month. Go to endtime.com slash DVD or call 800-END-TIME. Welcome back to End of the Age. Open lines at one eight seven seven in time one eight seven seven three six three eight four six three. Doug, it was good to see Judy on there. It was. That took me by surprise. It was awesome to see her on there. Absolutely. Um, back to this story. Uh, we're talking about sixty uh, percent of adults under forty says Jesus isn't the only way to salvation equal to Buddha and Muhammad. Before we do, I want to remind you that if you're on Facebook. Um, it goes a long way when you hit the share button and when you hit the heart icon instead of the thumbs up. Breaks through the algorithm and it gets this video out to your friends and family. So if you could help us out by doing that, we would greatly appreciate it. Uh, we have enough time struggling through the censorship that occurs and the suppression. We have hundreds of thousands of people that follow us on Facebook. However, only a few hundred of you get notified when we go live. And so by sharing this video and hitting the heart icon, 
uh, it does help us out a lot and uh, get the message out a little bit further. So we'd appreciate it very much if you would do that if you're on Facebook right now. But the story goes on to say that uh, Anderson attributed the change to the continual and growing influence of media. Quote, these disturbing trends are, yes, due to pastors not consistently teaching biblical theory, but they can also be attributed to young Christians who are not paying attention, who are focused nearly exclusively, it seems, on their phones, Mm -hmm. social media, and other content they deem more compelling. Yeah. I don't like blaming the pastor and the church for that. I mean, back to that. We've got these these kids are on their phones because their parents are on their phones. Who bought these kids their phones? Yeah. That's not the pastor's fault. But... It, the the problem I see here with this article and where we're going with this uh, group of young people that are, you know, not believing what the Bible says is the social media events. To me, it is things like TikTok. It is things like, uh, you know, Twitter and, and YouTube and Facebook. Everybody's got an opinion now and everybody can have a show. Everybody can give their opinion. And if they're not doing it biblically, that's one of the things that took me kind of by surprise is when I would watch these videos and see these progressive Christians uh, putting their views on there, they back nothing up with Scripture. I mean, they would make these bold statements, and then they wouldn't come back and say, oh, well, I've got a Scripture for that. And that's that's where we always have to go back. If we're going to base our belief on biblical truth, then it's got to go back to the Bible. It can't go back to my philosophy or my schooling or something that I, you know, learned whenever I was watching a video on YouTube. Even the videos that are out now, you know, a lot of our questions with the ministry are based on people who have YouTube videos and they they make these claims and then they put this great little argument together, but they never back it up with scripture. So people reach out to us like, for instance, you remember a few years ago where we had a planet alignment and the rapture was going to take place. You remember that? There was like a four blood moon that was coming and then mm-hmm. it was going to end with this planetarial uh, alignment in September. And September 24th was going to be the rapture. You remember that? I didn't, do. Didn't pan out, but we, it was great We did a teaching. lesson on that well we before did. it happened yeah, and said, absolutely. don't get all worked up. This isn't it. Yeah. We, we, we did it. We, it was called... Sign of the Four Blood Moons. We yeah. put it out long before this happened. Right. And there were books and other DVDs from other people saying, get ready, it's coming. Yeah. And, uh, we, and here we are. We blasted it everywhere. Don't yeah. get all worked up. This is not it. Yeah. So. And so, I mean, that, that's kind of where this goes. I mean, if you're getting your information there and you're not getting it from sound biblical doctrine, it's not coming from the Word of God then you can go down all kinds of different paths and be confused like these young people are. Absolutely. I mean, the best thing to do is go to Scripture. So we got some Scripture to look at. So, you know, is Jesus the way or just a way? You know, that's kind of the question that I asked today. So we've got Scripture that tells us exactly who Jesus is. Now, he wouldn't say he's the way because what about all the people that don't believe that? <laughs> yeah, well, what does Scripture say, Vince? <laughs> when we look at Scripture, we've, we've got some Scripture there. You want to read those Scriptures? Or? Sure. Okay. Uh, starting in John 14, verse 6, Jesus saith unto him, I am the way. There you go. The truth and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Right. So right there, that's Jesus saying that. Okay. And he says, I'm the only way. Remember, whenever the, 
whenever the church was young and Jesus had been crucified, been buried, been resurrected, and now he's ascended, and the disciples all started, that's what they called them at first. They called them followers of the way. And there's scripture in Acts where Paul was going after them, and he said he was going after this sect of people called followers of the way. And so because Jesus said that, that's why they were being persecuted, because Jesus was who he said he was, and they believed it. And even Saul, who was going to go persecute those guys of the way, he had his conversion and realized, he said, Who are you, Lord? And what did the Lord say from heaven? I am Jesus. And he said, Oh, so what do I do now? So there's always, you know, scripture to go back to that yeah. can confirm everything that, that we know is true. So that's one of them. I'm sorry. I did a little mini Keep it coming. <laughs> Keep it coming. We can go the rest of the day like uh, this. Yeah, we could. Uh, John ten seven. Then Jesus then said Jesus unto them again, Verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. All that ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. The thief cometh not, but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and they might have it more abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. Yeah, so Jesus tells us there that if anybody else comes up to, to understand that he's the only way. You can't sneak in and get in some other way. There's no other way to do that. The sheep understand the shepherd's voice and they hear his voice when he calls them and they come in the right way. They come in the gate, right? And so Jesus is letting us know that he's the only way there. That confirms that Jesus is the only way. So now we have a verse in Acts four twelve that tells us this. It says, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. So it tells us right there that there's no other name that saves us other than Jesus. And remember, just to kind of set that scripture up there, what had happened is that the uh, Peter and, and John were going into uh, the temple and there was a crippled man outside the temple. They ended up healing him in the name of Jesus. They were arrested for it because everybody knew this guy had been crippled his whole life. And here he is dancing around in the synagogue. And so they arrest Peter and John and then they question him. And they say, by what name or what authority have you healed this man? By Jesus Christ, whom you crucified. And then they go into that. And they let them know there's no other name. Jesus Christ. And so Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. There's scripture right there to back that up. So if there's any progressive Christians out there that believe that there's another way, that's scripture right there that tells us if you're in your Bible, you're going to understand this stuff. You're going to learn. And it's up to you. I mean, the Bible tells us that we must work out our own salvation with fear and trembling. Get in the Word of God and study it and pray and have conversation with God daily. And he'll start teaching you this stuff. Now, Doug, I, don't, I think so far, I think people would say, I'm not a progressive Christian based off of what we've gone through so far. Right. However, as we go a little further and talk about what progressive Christians believe, mm-hmm. I think maybe there'll be some, 
revelation that occurs. Uh, I've yeah. had conversation with family members that are Catholic, and we talked about homosexuality and what the Pope had to say about it. Mm-hmm. And they said, well, if the Pope said it, then, you know, everybody sins, right? Well, there's sin, yes, and, and it's, there's more sins than homosexuality. Right. Um, however, that doesn't always mean that just because there's sin in this world that we don't need to repent and turn our back to that sin right. and go the other way. And so if you start believing some of these things that is being taught in our culture, even though it goes against the Bible, right. you might be a progressive Christian. Right. Absolutely. It's starting to sound like a you might be a redneck <laughs> segment. Yeah, let's not go there because I am. So, <laughs> All right. So we also know that the name of Jesus is the name above all names. So it's above Muhammad. It's above Buddha. It's above any other name that anybody could throw in there. Right. So we have scripture that backs that up, too. What are the scriptures for that, Vince? Starting in Ephesians Uh, Chapter 1, verse 21, for above all principality and power and might and dominion, but every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. Philippians 2, 9 says, wherefore God also hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, every king, every president, every politician, doesn't matter who they are, at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow. Yeah. You can go back to all the pharaohs. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter who, any random goddess you want to create or whatever else. Right. Every knee is going to bow. Amen. Of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess. Every atheist, if you've got a tongue, you'll be confessing one day that Jesus Christ is Lord yep. to the glory of God the Father. Yeah. Yeah, when people see Jesus return in the sky with power and great glory and the angels coming with him, people are going to realize, oh, that's Jesus. And every tongue's going to start confessing then. You better believe it. We, we can't wait for that moment to get things right, though. We've got to get right now. And we can't rely on uh, worldly views of who Jesus is to guide us spiritually. We just can't do that. We can't afford to do that. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. So... We can understand from the scriptures we just read that Jesus is uh, not at all all-inclusive. He's not. He's exclusive. He, he is the only way, and that's what he said. He's, there's no other name that's above Jesus. There's nobody that came before him. There's nobody that's going to come after him. So the next part, we got to ask, did Jesus sin? They said that there was a percentage of these folks that believed that when Jesus was here in the flesh, that he might have sinned. So we got scripture to back that up for us too, that he did not. Hebrews 4 and 15 says, For we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like we are, yet without sin. In 2 Corinthians 5.21 says, For he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made righteous of God in him. So the whole purpose is there. We also have a couple more. You want to read those? Yeah, 1 Peter 2, 22. Who did no sin, neither was guile found in his mouth, who when he was reviled, reviled not again. When he suffered, he threatened not, but committed himself to him that judgeth righteously. 
who his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, being dead to sins, should live unto righteousness, by whose stripes ye were healed. First John 3, 5 says, And ye know that he was manifested to take away our sins, and in him is no sin. So it's pretty clear there that Jesus had no sin. The whole purpose for Jesus coming was to forgive us for our sins. And so the way that he had to do that, remember, without blood, there's no sacrifice. There's no sins forgiven without that blood. Well, Jesus shed that righteous blood. He had never sinned. He was God manifest in the flesh, Scripture tells us, Vince. And he came. He was tempted in every way like we're tempted, but he was found righteous. And he died on that cross for us so his perfect blood could cover our sins and take our sin uh, debt away. God's plan was for Jesus to come and be sinless, to be tempted. That's the whole reason why God came in the flesh. He came in the flesh so that he could experience what we experience because he couldn't judge us based on, well, he didn't know what sin felt like. He didn't know what being tempted felt like. So he had to come and he had to be tempted the way that we were in order to be righteous and give that perfect blood for our sins there. And Romans 6, 3 tells us that when we're buried with Christ in baptism, that's when that happens. All that happens there. Romans 6, 3 says, Now ye know ye know ye not, sorry, that so many of us were baptized into Christ Jesus, were baptized into his death, therefore were buried with him in baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in the newness of life. So, pretty, pretty powerful statements there. Once again, having that construction going on. Uh, but so, so if we have all this information, why are Christians falling into that type of, of belief? I mean, is it... Like you said, is it the structure of home that's causing this to happen? We don't have godly leaders in our homes anymore. Is it because of where we are in the world that it's so easy now to be distracted by so many different things? You know, I remember uh, when my daughter was growing up and soccer was a big part of her life. But we never let soccer interfere with church. We, Me and another guy that was coaching the team, we didn't have soccer practice on a Wednesday night. We didn't have soccer games on a Sunday. Doug, you're stepping on some toes. I know, now. but I'm just saying. Soccer's pretty important. We, we've got to. Your kids need to learn team sports. Yeah, and we've got to step up as Christian um, role models for our family and fathers to lead our family spiritually. That's not a sexist statement, is it? Father's leading the family. No, that's the way that it's biblically proportioned. All right, we're going to talk about what progressive Christianity is on the other side of the break. We'll also be getting to your calls. The number to join us is 877-363-8463. Don't go anywhere. We'll be talking about the eight points of progressive Christianity. I've been part of the End Time family from the beginning over 30 years ago when my parents, Irvin and Judy Baxter, began ministry from the recliner in our living room. My name is Jana Robbins. I have the pleasure of connecting with our incredible partners every day. End Time is a small nonprofit that runs a high-traffic website, a daily TV and radio show, the Prophecy College in Jerusalem, and more. Although we have less than 30 team members, we are able to serve tens of millions of people each month. 
we survive on the goodness of God and donations averaging about $50. If everyone hearing this message gave $22, our financial needs would be met for the year. If you only give to one cause per month, please consider partnering with End Time to help get the message of our soon coming King out to the world. Call us at 1-800-END-TIME to give today or go to endtime.com to become a monthly or one-time partner. Whether it's a global pandemic, threat of war, or floundering economies, End Time events are happening around the world every day. How can you have peace in a world of such great uncertainty? With the End Time magazine subscription, you can gain a deeper understanding of current events and its prophesied repercussions. End Time magazine's exclusive content and prophetic insight allows you to understand where we are in the end time. It will give you peace when horrific news and events happen. When you subscribe today to End Time magazine for 12 months for just $19.99, you can have hope for the future because you will understand what the Bible says about the time we are living in. You'll get access to exclusive articles like the prophesied American-Israeli alliance, End Time do's and don'ts, and could school choice save America? Subscribe for you or a friend right now. Go to endtime.com or call 1-800-END-TIME. That's 1-800-END-TIME. If your station only carries the first 30 minutes of End of the Age, go to endtime.com and click the watch button to continue today's broadcast. You can also finish up later by clicking the archive button. Welcome back to End of the Age. I want to remind you that Dave and Jana will be in Fort Worth this coming weekend. So Saturday at 6 p.m. and Sunday at 10 a.m. They'll be in Fort Worth, Texas. So if you're in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, make plans to attend. You'll get to meet Dave and Jana and perhaps a few other team members that are going. And uh, we'll have a great time there. Dave will be talking about the future on Saturday night and doing Breaking Prophetic Fulfillment Sunday morning with a question and answer session to follow. So if you have a question for Dave, you want to ask it to him face-to-face, this will be a great opportunity to do that. You can learn more about that conference at endtime.com slash events. Also, uh, make sure you go to endtime.com slash DVD to uh, get Dave's new DVD called The Seven Vials talking about the wrath of God that's coming. It'll help you have peace. It'll um, help explain how you can be immune from the judgments that are coming in the wrath of God. So do that today, endtime.com slash DVD. It's available right now for a gift of any amount. There's been people who give $500 for it. There's been people who give $15 for it. It's all over the scale. Whatever you feel led to give, um, that is what you'll get the DVD for. So it's a special deal that we're doing. We've never done it this way before. So we're just seeing what happens. So go to endtime.com slash DVD and sign up to be one of the first ones to receive the seven vials. All right, Doug, what in the world is a progressive Christian? Well, I'm glad you asked, Vince. Well, I had to at some point. (laughs) So based on progressivechristianity.org, they have eight uh, points of of what they stand for. So by calling themselves progressive Christians, they have these eight points. I'm going to let you read those because you read so much better than I do. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Plus Uh, you can see better than I can. Well, I had to zoom in pretty good on this one, but... um, by, it says, by calling ourselves progressive Christians, we mean that we are Christians who, here are the eight things. Yes. 
believe that following the path and teachings of Jesus can lead to an awareness and experience of the sacred and the oneness and unity of all life. Okay. Can you help me with that? What in the world is that saying? I don't know exactly what all they mean there. Okay. But they're using the name of Jesus. Okay. Okay. So, and so it far. it leads to an awareness and experience of the sacred mm-hmm. and the oneness and unity, unity of, of all, all life. life. Yes. All right. All right. S- starting off strong. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two, we affirm that the teachings of Jesus provide but one of many ways. Here we go. One mm. of many ways. Just on point number two. Yeah. Got there quick. To experience the sacredness and oneness of life and that we can draw from diverse sources of wisdom in our spiritual journey. Mm. That Okay, so we're already on point two and we're starting to raise our eyebrows a little bit on this. Well, it's like, why do they kind of word it that way? Yeah. Why don't you just say what you're trying to say? Yeah, well, they don't want to expose everything, I think. Okay. Moving on or you want yeah. to talk a little more? Well, let's move on because okay. we'll, we'll get into a little bit more. Okay. Number three, seek community that is inclusive of all people. I don't know why all is capitalized. I know. it's capitalized. All people is all people, mm-hmm. including but not limited to. Oh, this is why it's all capitalized. Okay. Right. Conventional Christians. Well, what is a conventional Let's stop there. <laughs> What's a conventional Christian? I, I would say that that's probably someone who believes what the Word of God says and believes it's probably the infallible Word of God. Okay, that's odd. Uh-huh. I, th- I would call them Christians. Yeah, me too. Why does there have to be a word in front of Christians? I don't know. But what I really don't like is they, they throw in conventional Christians and, it's like on the same line, Yeah. and questioning skeptics. Yeah. I guess that's me. <laughs> uh, point two, uh, seek community that is inclusive of all people, including but not limited to conventional Christians and questioning skeptics. Believers and agnostics, mm. women and men. Mm-hmm. So, are they suggesting there are only two genders? I don't know. When I read that, I was like, hmm. but read the next one. Those of all sexual. Well, there you go. Those of all sexual orientations and gender identities. So, we've got women and men and whatever your sexual orientation and gender identity is. Yes. Those of all classes and abilities. Yeah, so it's all inclusive, and it's for everybody. All people. Right. Now, let me just say this, because I don't want people getting the wrong idea. I don't want to start getting emails about this. We're not saying that these people can't be saved. That's not what we're saying at all. Jesus welcomes everybody in. It doesn't matter where you're at in life. Jesus clearly was for all people. Right. He loved everybody, and he wants everybody to be saved. The Word of God says that. that. That... He's, he's not going to come quickly. He's going to allow some time to go. I mean, it's not exactly the verbiage that's used in the Bible, but just kind of explaining it. it. The Lord lets time pass so that all people can come to the understanding of who he is and they can be saved. They have an opportunity to be saved. Jesus wants everybody to be saved. But this is saying that we need to be all inclusive in your thinking to uh not exclude anybody from anything. Just let them keep living in the lifestyle they're in and let them keep doing what they're doing and just be welcoming. Well, the the disciples had an experience with Jesus Mm -hmm. and people in the book of Acts had an experience with Jesus and they said, 
this was so transformed. They, they used the word transformed. Yeah. They used, and so, you know, you could picture the Transformer movies. You've got a car driving down and it turns into this big robot thing. Yeah. Um, that's how they described their experience. They described it like being born again, as if you are becoming a new person. Yeah, new creation. And so when you're born again, you are transformed into something that is not your old life. Right. And so while you might have a gender identity that doesn't align with biblical truth and God's truth, come to Jesus in that way. Mm -hmm. But when you're born again, that starts changing your thinking. Right. And changing your behavior. Yeah. Changes the way you talk, the way you think, the way you act. And so, yes, all are welcome. Mm -hmm. But just like the murderer or the prostitute or the fill in the blank. Right. Once you're born again, you start changing. Right. You repent of your ways. Yeah. And and the whole idea of it is to become more Christ-like. Right. And the only way we can become more like Jesus is to get in his word in that love letter called the Bible where he tells us this is what it's supposed to be like. He gives us so many different examples of how we're supposed to treat one another and how we're supposed to love one another. But he doesn't say, he, he never changed somebody's life, Vince, and then told them, oh, you can just keep living the way you're living. Mm-hmm. What would he say? Go and sin no more. Mm-hmm. So it was a transformation, like you're saying, to become more like Jesus. Right. Okay. We better keep going. We'll never get to so. the calls. Yeah. Uh, number four, know that we... Be- Sorry. Know that the way we behave towards one another is the fullest expression of what we believe. I mean, sounds good. Yeah, that's that would be true. Yeah. My actions are determined by what I believe. Yeah. So, number 5, find grace in the search for understanding and believe there is more value in questioning than in absolutes. Hmm. Well, so we're talking about what a progressive Christian is. And we, yeah. we made the claim that there's probably many Christians that are becoming progressive Christians or they are progressive Christian and they just don't realize it yet. Yeah. So far, what does that look like off, based off of the points we've covered thus far? Well, we're seeing a whole lot more of this, I believe, Vince, in, in many of the churches. I mean... Uh, Dave did a story just the other day where the a Baptist church had ordained its first transsexual minister. So we're watching these worldly views come in instead of saying this was a person who was a transsexual who had a life-changing experience through Jesus Christ. They're saying, oh, this is your new pastor. Hmm. His name used to be, you know, Don, and now it's Donna. You know, it's just an example. But oh. you know what I'm saying. Yeah. So, I mean... You got real creative with that. I know, right? <laughs> That's just on a whim. But anyway, I'm, what I'm saying is we're watching churches become more progressive. So, yes, the people that are in those churches are going to start becoming more progressive as well if that's what they're being taught from a pulpit. So that's why it's important that we're in real honest-to-goodness, truth-teaching, truth-seeking, spirit-filled churches. Anyway, go ahead. We're not going to, like you said, we need to move. Number six, strive for peace and justice among all people. Number seven, strive to protect and restore the integrity of our earth. Mm -hmm. Sounds familiar, doesn't it? We're hearing a lot of that come from a a certain spiritual leader a lot lately. Sure does. Mm -hmm. Number eight, commit to a path of lifelong learning, 
compassion, and selfless love. Yeah. I'm with you there. Yeah. I mean, that, so you, you read some of this, and if you don't really, if you're not in a foundational biblical doctrine teaching church, and you're reading something like this, it, it doesn't sound too bad. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, it, it sounds like something that might catch your fancy. Especially, I know that there's people that are in churches and you've been hurt by a church. You know, the thing that, you know, our, our pastor here at North Cities said so many years and it just really resonated in my spirit is hurt people hurt people. And so if you're in a church where you've been hurt, then you're wanting out of that. And if you can go somewhere where everybody's going, oh, we just love everybody. And we just want you to come in here and you can be whatever you want to be here. Then that sounds like love. You know, especially if you've been somewhere where you've been hurt and you feel like, you know, they, they condemn me for something. Now, we know that, that that's happened to people and we get it. But the thing is, is we love people through what they're going through, teach them the truth and, and get them, you know, saved, get mm-hmm. them born again. Absolutely. So anyway, I, I know we're running out of time because we can sit here and preach on this stuff all day. I really do feel like we could because this is so important. And the reason why it's so important, Vince, is because we know prophetically there is a prophetic link to this. Mm-hmm. And, and so that's the bottom line. We know that we are moving toward a system where there's going to be a one world government. There's going to be a one world religion. And there's going to be a leader of both of those, the Antichrist and the false prophet. They're going to work hand in hand. They're going to fool people. And they're going to make people believe that they got something that they don't have. And so that's, that's why this is important. It's important for us to be talking about it because we don't want people to be misled. We want you to be in a true church, a spirit-led church that's teaching the truth. And you've got to know that you're in a church that's teaching the truth. If you're hearing things like what we're talking about today, where everybody's included, where you know you can get to heaven on many different avenues. And we know that that's a big thing that's, that's even being taught now by this present pope, by Pope Francis. He's made comments that agnostics can go to heaven, that homosexuals can go to heaven. Who is he to judge? It was one of his remarks. That Muslims worship the same God we do. All these things are not true. We've just shown you biblical truth about who Jesus is and who Jesus said he was. And so we're starting to see the beginning of that. And that's why it's concerning and I'm totally off script again and preaching a little bit, and I apologize. I like you off script, Doug. (laughs) I like you off script, and like Doug was saying, we're committed to telling you the truth, no matter how hard it is, no matter how uncomfortable it may be. One way we do that is by offering this show free of charge. You watch us for free. You're watching us or listening to us uh, right now for free on Facebook, YouTube, the radio, television, wherever you're watching. Uh, We offer it for free, and that's one thing that we do as our commitment to our God-given purpose. If you want to partner with us to continue to make this free, go to endtime.com slash give and become a one-time or monthly giver. Now, we are getting to your calls immediately after the break, so don't go anywhere. Does the book of Revelation frighten you? Do its symbols confuse you? For centuries, the book of Revelation has been misunderstood and misinterpreted. In Revelation, the unveiling of Jesus Christ, volume 1. Irvin Baxter unlocks the mystery of the book of Revelation with in-depth analysis and commentary like you've never heard before. This 10-part definitive DVD series and 268-page comprehensive commentary book covers the first 12 chapters of the book of Revelation. 
featuring on-location photography, classic artwork, and symbolic illustrations. You'll walk away with complete understanding and peace about the events happening during the final years on Earth. These comprehensive study tools, available for $299, will deepen your biblical understanding as you dig into the original intent of the book, answering the mysterious prophecies and symbols of the book of Revelation. Don't miss this special offer. Call now, 1-800-END-TIME, or go to endtime.com to order. Call or go online now to get this comprehensive Bible study. Welcome back to End of the Age. We're so glad that you're here with us. Once again, if you're on Facebook, give us a share or a heart. Helps go a long way in getting the word out. We do want to get straight to the calls because we're running out of time. Uh, So we will do that. Uh, Thomas in Alabama, welcome to End of the Age. Thank you. Uh, You may have already answered my question, but this sounds like the groundwork for a New World Order uh, church that's going to be going on. Does that that seem like what it is to you guys? Yes, sir, Thomas, it does. It it has all of uh, all the points there that we've been trying to lead people and, and help them understand that this was a teaching that was coming. We've known this for a long time. Now, this this movement of this progressive Christianity, actually, as I was researching it today, it started back in 1994. This has not it's not something new, but this is something that we've understood from Revelation 13. Uh, for many years, we've, we've known that this was coming. But yes, sir, you're exactly right. This is part of that. Uh, you're going to see uh, as we move closer and closer to the return of Jesus Christ, you're going to see these movements getting stronger and gaining more and more momentum. But they are beginning to appear in our churches. Now, do, you, do you already see that in a lot of these mega churches that are preaching all this togetherness? Yes, sir. I, I think that some of the prosperity preaching that goes on is is leading people in this direction too. When when we're teaching, you know, love and prosperity, and um, you know, you you deserve this because you, you love God and God loves you, and all that stuff. It's the play nice, nice, and it's nothing that's um, biblically grounded. So we are we are starting to see it in some of the larger uh, mega churches and things. All right. Thank you for taking my questions. I appreciate it. God bless you, God. Thank you. Thank you, Thomas. God bless you. Doug, we, we, do, uh, we did talk about that when it was happening with uh, Kenneth Copeland and I can't remember all the people who were involved with it, but there were several very well-known ministers yeah. who hosted a, um, like a, a Zoom call. But it wasn't Zoom, but you know the, the Pope Right. came in not in person but they had him on video live streaming him there yeah. um, and he said welcome back to the Catholic Church you're no longer uh, right. daughters yeah they're pulling those people back in and they've signed uh, documents saying that they have become one with the Catholic Church we, we saw it beginning at the 500th anniversary of the pro, uh, the protests mm-hmm. so so whenever that all happened, whenever Martin Luther uh, hung his uh, 99 Theses on the door, 
And that all started the protest with the church, with the Catholic Church. And many churches left the Catholic Church, or many people left the Catholic Church. And that's how our nominations all started. But at the 500th anniversary of that Reformation, they started calling those daughters back. And you're right, we saw a lot of the mega church leaders, like you said, Kenneth Copeland. Uh, I can't remember all of them either right now, but there was many of them that signed back on. Uh, Rick Warren was one of them. And so there were many people that, that made this document. They signed the document, and they're now back in with the Catholic Church where they do not try to proselytize anybody that's in a Catholic Church. This all sounds like conspiracy theory stuff, but it, it's legit. Yeah, it's happened. It really happened. It's on video. Yeah. It's not like it's mm-hmm. they're not being secretive about it. It's Absolutely. being proclaimed and, and promoted. It's a deception is what yeah. it is. And it's, it's what, you know, I mean, Revelation 13 is... That's the plan of, of the dragon right there. That's mm-hmm. the plan of the Antichrist and uh, the devil to try to have a deception there and pull people away from God. Yep. All right. Well, we will go to Lynn in New York. Lynn, welcome to End of the Age. Hi. Thank you for taking my call. Our pleasure. Thanks for calling. Okay. Um, I'm a member of a church that in the past has been a Bible-believing church. I want to use the word conservative, but I don't know if that would be appropriate. But it's been a Bible-based, Bible-believing church. But over the last, oh boy, the last five years especially, it's gotten more and more liberal. Uh, The very conservative people have left, and the people coming in are more liberal because that's what they want. And pretty much what they've done is they've taken sin out. So, I, you know, when I've sat down and I've had a heart-to-heart with the pastor and I've told him my views and that, you know, we're preaching revival, um, for there to be a revival, people have to repent of sin, but you have to know what sin is. And he said, you know, I'll never preach about sin, I'll never stand up and talk about sin. And I, want, I asked him specifically, two, there were two things that are on my heart. First, is um, homosexual marriage, and the second, abortion. And his stance is he would never tell somebody that was wrong, we have free will, he would guide them and let them make their own decision. He would tell them their options. Mm. So my thought is, if a young woman comes to you, pregnant, and she wants to know if she should have an abortion, what does God think? He's not going to tell her it's a sin. So I've prayed and prayed about this, about whether I should leave, My husband left because he couldn't sit there anymore. And the Lord is telling me not to leave. He keeps saying, not yet, not yet. And I'm not really sure why not. But there's a scripture that talks about how a saved wife can sanctify an unsaved husband. Now, I don't know if there's any scriptural basis as maybe that's why I'm supposed to stay. And do you have any thoughts on that? Well, Lynn, you played the God card, so our thoughts almost don't matter at this point. <laughs> well, what do you mean? You said you feel like God's telling you to stay, so I don't well, know I'm that... I'm wondering why. Why? <laughs> why do I have to sit there with that? So, I mean, I, I wouldn't want to try to tell you that that, you know, I'm, wh- how God's talking to you. But okay. you're, what you're describing is a church that's not teaching biblical truth. Yeah. So I don't see why God would tell you to stay in a church that's refusing to teach from the Bible. 
but I keep I keep calling him on it. Well, that's what I'm saying. So you've played the God card. I don't know what else mm-hmm. I can tell you that would convince you otherwise, because if you really believe God has told you that, it doesn't matter what I say. It doesn't matter what Doug says or anybody else. Yeah, I would just encourage you to keep praying and asking God what the purpose is. If if you're there because this is something that God's trying to help you help someone else or yeah. or what, but I would I would encourage you to pray, Lord, specifically, let me know why I'm here in a church that's not teaching truth. Because you know that they're not teaching the truth, and it's obvious oh, by it. what you've told us. And I, I know the truth, so I'm yeah. calling the pastor on it. I talked to him last week, and I, I wanted to know specifically about would he perform a homosexual marriage? Mm-hmm. And I got kind of a runaround. Mm-hmm. He said, well, I am a man under the authority of the people of the congregation, and they wouldn't want me to do it, so I wouldn't do it. Like, mm. But that doesn't answer my question. Yeah. So well, I, I you, if you that, keep asking him hard questions like that, you may get your answer because he may ask you to leave the church. You never know. So. Mm, okay. But it's it's my I, I know pastors deserve double honor, and I'm mm-hmm. careful how I say things. But I need to ask the hard questions. Yeah. And I'm you, wondering you maybe do. I'm there to ask the hard questions. Yeah. I, I don't know. Well, you know, one of the things that uh, Pastor Baxter used to tell us is not to take his word for anything. That even if he's teaching from the pulpit, he's preaching you something, but you better be in your word backing up what he's saying with the word of God because that's what he expected from all of us. So if a pastor right. is, is preaching from the pulpit and it's not being backed up with scripture, then there is a problem there. Well, what he's preaching from the pulpit is scriptural, but there's a lot of fluff. Right. It's, it's not the big issues that are in the world today. And, mm-hmm. I, you know, I've talked to him about, you know, we're in the end times. And his answer is, well, you know, he doesn't really know much about the book of Revelation. I said, well, I do. <laughs> I do because I'm, you know, I listen to end, end of the Age all the time. I said, maybe we can have a Bible study on that, but he doesn't want to do that. Yeah. So I guess I'm just going to stay put, keep asking the hard questions. And when the Lord tells me to leave, I guess that's when I'll do it. Well, maybe you should get a Bible study up. Uh, either at your home or somewhere else where you could get a group of, of people that go to church with you and you can start teaching them truth of things that maybe they're not getting from the pulpit. You could teach them an end-time Bible study. Well, there's a good idea because there, there, there is another Bible study with that the church I'm in, but, you know, the, the one deacon... The one deacon believes in a homosexual marriage. I, mm. I, I can't be involved in that. Yeah, absolutely. Lynn, it sounds I mean, like you're part of a progressive Christian church. Yeah, it does. Unfortunately. So that's what I'm saying. I, don't, I, I can't tell you that God's, I can't tell you how God's talking to you. I'm just saying that um, I don't see how it would be what God wants for you to stay there. But you have to know for sure that God is speaking with you. Don't right. take it on my word. So, man, I don't know if I could sleep tonight if I was in your position. I don't know if no, I could I eat tomorrow. I know. You, yeah. you can probably tell that I'm kind of I'm I'm kind of tormented by this. Yeah. If it, if it were me, I wouldn't be going back there Sunday. I can just tell you that much. Okay. All right. Well, I'm hey, gonna, if you want if you really want to help you. if you want help finding a church, we'd love to do that for you. Uh, you can contact us at endtime.com/contact or give us a call. Okay. Uh, Doug helps people find church all day, every day. So. We would be well, honored my, to help you in your yep, discipleship okay. journey and find you a well, church in your I, area. I was educated in Times Square Church in Manhattan under Pastor David Wilkerson, if you know that name. I know it very well. 
there you go. That's that's where my heart is. But I don't. Not a lot of fluff in that preaching. (laughs) Oh no! Oh no! I learned. I learned a lot. (laughs) Yep. All right. Well, thank you for your time, gentlemen. I appreciate it. I'm gonna. I'm going to go back to sackcloth and ashes in prayer. <laughs> hey, hey, what would what would Pastor Wilkerson tell you? Oh, he, he would tell me, you know, ask the hard questions and then leave. <laughs> yeah. Well, all righty right. then. We'll be praying for <laughs> you, Landon. Right. Contact you. us. Thank you. Contact us if we can it. help you. All righty. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. bye-bye. All right. We'll go to Joe uh, in New York. Joe, welcome to End of the Age. You guys look beautiful. How are you? <laughs> We're doing well. Doing good, Joe. Listen, it's very simple. Eighty percent of the churches that I've visited over the past 30 years, I wouldn't go back to. Tell Lynn to get out of that church. We did, Joe. <laughs> That's good. That's good. But you see what we see happening in a lot of like this sign-on thing with the Pope, because I've been interceding day and night. There are a lot of people that call themselves believers that they get hung up with the human mind. The first commandment the Lord said, do not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So they're evaluating things, and they're going along with their knowledge. The only way we know the truth is by Holy Spirit in us. And as far as sin, you cannot walk up to a sinner and talk to them about sin. You've got to tell them about the Lord Jesus. That's how I came to know the Lord. Once I came to know the Lord... Holy Spirit's job is to teach us about what is sin and what is not sin. But as soon as we start dictating to people how they are to enter into the kingdom by by pointing out their sin, I was 30 years old when I was born again. If somebody would have said, I'm a sinner, I would have laughed at them. I didn't know about sin until I received the baptism of Holy Spirit. That's what we got to be simplifying things, keeping it very simple. Joe, you're one of my favorite callers, but mm-hmm. we are out of time. The music's God about to play any guys. second. I still think you need to launch your own show. <laughs> God bless you guys. You God be well. You. Thanks, Thank Joe. You, God Joe. bless you. Uh, if you haven't already, go to endtime.com slash DVD. Lots of people are scared about the wrath of God that's coming, and we're trying to tell you that you don't have to be. So get Dave's new DVD for a donation of any amount at endtime.com slash DVD. We'll see you right back here tomorrow at 3 p.m. Central Time. This has been End of the Age, brought to you by the faithful partners of End Time Ministries. If you're not currently a partner with End Time Ministries, or if you would like more information, we invite you to call us at 1-800-END-TIME. That's 1-800-363-8463, or visit us online at endtime.com.